Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome back to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden and with me our resident expert, it's Motorhome Matt Sims. Welcome along again, Matt. <laughs> Hi Keith, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks very much. And do you? Good. Yeah, very much. Good to see you. It's good to be back. Excellent. Uh, the, today's podcast is brought to you with thatleisureshop.com, which happens to be your business. It does. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about it. Uh, it's a fantastic shop, in-store and online. Uh, started post-Covid. Uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to open a shop on the high street. Why not? <laughs> Just as they're all closing, uh, and and its its primary uh, products are camping, motorhome, caravan accessories, and essentials that you need. Stuff that you would use when you go away in your leisure vehicle. It's a shop based in North Somerset, uh, where we are have all our businesses based there, and it's online as well. So our customer base is extraordinary. It's literally UK wide. We've got customers in Ireland and we've got customers appearing on the continent as well. France, Switzerland, Germany. It's been magnificent. It's been, yes, it's a journey, I'll tell you. Uh, it's been very exciting. I was having a po- uh, poke around the uh, shop uh, just a few minutes ago, actually, and it's uh, rammed full of all those things that you need for your motorhome or caravan, you know, lightweight and things that fold up. And you think, oh, we could do, I could use this in the garden or at home. Yeah. It's, it's not just for your motorhoming, is it? Uh, or, or caravanning. I was, I was sitting on a stool when we were just having our fish and chips, which is all <laughs> folded up and pack it away and flat pack it. And that's the thing, isn't it? We've discussed this in the past with motorhoming and, and caravanning. It's all about weight and space, isn't it? It is. And lots of the new product. We've majored on new things to market. So we've got some fantastic range of chairs tables stools as you say some really innovative product that's incredibly light and weight is a big issue when you're uh, heading off in a motorhome or caravan Uh, and so having lightweight chairs lightweight tables is really important but they don't have to be weak they have to be strong Um, especially if you're sat on them um, or me (laughs) i'll be honest very true especially (laughs) after some fish and chips yeah i know it's lovely that wasn't it nice treat anyway but the products are they're really innovative they're really great it's not the products you see in every shop and we've recorded it and spoken about this before haven't we about products that are appearing in the in our shop and in other shops is is a far more john lewis than than you might expect them to be in a in a camping accessory shop some really innovative products lots of stuff that you know you can use in the garden too as you say wind breaks outdoor furniture and some great ranges of gadgets as well some super Father's Day presents. I mean, I'm biased, you know, as a, as a bloke. Uh, some brilliant torches. I mean, torches that will blind you. They're incredible. Aircraft grade titanium. Yeah, it's amazing. It's go and have a look. It's thatleisureshop.com. It's a really, really, really lovely website. It's built by the team here. Uh, it's been a massive amount of work, I have to say. And uh, it, we are definitely on a journey with it. It's growing at a heck of a rate. It's very exciting. So join us on that journey. Talking of growing at a heck of a rate, uh, this podcast, uh, Motorhome Matt, is taking over the NEC show at the National Exhibition uh, Centre, the big uh, motorhoming and caravanning show, and your fizzog is going to be everywhere. (laughs) My what? Fizzog. Fizzog. 
<laughs> Your face. I, I'm not even sure what that is. Thank you. Yeah, well, we have. We've got a stand. It's very exciting. It's the first time a podcast has featured at the Motorhome and Caravan Show. Uh, we're honoured to be uh, to carry that title. Uh, we've taken over lots of sponsorship at the show as well, so you won't miss it when you arrive. Uh, if you're heading near Weatherspoons or uh, any of the coffee outlets, you'll see advertising for the, for the podcast. And we're, we're going to build a studio on the stand, so we're going to record some episodes there. Hopefully, if you're passing, you know, come and contribute, come and say hi. Myself and the team will be there. Um, and we're hoping to engage lots of people, get their view on the show, uh, and find out a bit more about their motorhome caravan and where they've been in it. Absolutely. So uh, if you can get tickets at this late stage, have a go, get onto the website and see if you can book them. But uh, the February show sold out very quickly and this one's expected to do the same. So if you're disappointed, I'm sorry about that, but have a go anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Book early. That's the key. Now, the theme to this particular podcast is feasts and fables. What does that mean then, Matt? Yeah, so these are some friends of mine who had full-time jobs, and we'll find out a bit more about that in a minute, but they they quit their jobs, uh, sort of retired, set up a deli, a beautiful deli in South Wales, but had the camper van bug and decided to, rather fortuitously, in January 2020, they closed the deli and headed off in their camper van. And I caught up with Barry and Jojo, who go under the title of Feasts and Fables. Jojo is the cook and Barry is the storyteller. And Barry and I started talking about his career in the military. In the Air Force for 30 years. Man and boy. <laughs> Man and boy. Tell us a bit about that. What were you doing for the, for the Air Force? So I was a logistics specialist. So back in the early 80s, they wanted everybody to fly aeroplanes and I just didn't want to fly aeroplanes. I wanted to get out there and kick boxes. And so they taught me how to load aircraft, transport aircraft. Um, but then the further I went through, the less of that stuff I did and the more I, I kind of ran logistics arrangements, buying equipment, um, providing the stuff that people needed in the right place at the right time, that sort of thing. And you were in Afghanistan for a time, weren't you, you said? Uh, twice, yeah. It's uh, when when you add it up, it uh, it sort of comes to about thirteen months altogether. Uh, being in the logistics side, it was more backroom stuff, of course. But mm. uh, the, yeah, two thousand and two um, security was was relaxed, and we were driving around um, between Kabul and Bagram. I was up on an American base there, and then next time I went back, uh, it was a little more feisty, and um, and I was at Kandahar for for six or seven months, and. Uh, uh, poor Jojo was uh, was waiting back at base, and uh, and the Zoom calls we did then, um, Skype, I guess it was, mm. you know, were often interrupted by uh, uh, sirens and, uh, and and the like. And I was just nothing to worry about; just got to go now. Yeah, <laughs> so, scary so, uh, times. So, yeah, where, what were you doing, Jojo, during this chapter in Barry's life? Um, I was I spent about seventeen, eighteen years in the civil service. Right, I came across the UK. In a previous life, we all have previous lives, and um, I kind of fell into the civil service. It just happened to be, um, and it was uh, Minister of Defence for the majority of it. Yeah, sort of in the east of England and then London. Um, our paths crossed a few times, you know, along the way. And uh, anyway, then we got together <laughs> sort of a while later. And uh, yeah, so pretty much just kind of, you know, I had interesting jobs. It was mostly policy work, but it was I was kind of um, looking after certain regions of the world. So I got to do quite a lot of travelling with that. It was quite, quite fun. Part of which, Matt, coincidentally put Jojo and I in Afghanistan on the 16th of May 
2009, which was slated to be our wedding day. We had to, <laughs> we brought that forward because the Air Force, in its wisdom, had sent me uh, or, or come up with this cunning plan to send me to Afghanistan. Mm. So as as you know, serendipity back into it straight away yeah. would have it. Jojo was traveling with a senior boss and uh, <laughs> and passed through Kandahar Air Base on the day that we were due to get married. So uh, there are plenty of tales there. So uh, when Why? we start talking feasts and fables there are many many stories to uh, under the hood so so we come to the feasts and fables which is the kind of brand that you're kind of living under and that kind of sums you both up doesn't it because you gave up that corporate life to launch a deli in south wales yeah one sort of followed the other I and mean, we gave yeah. up the corporate life to to just um kick back a little bit i thought i was really going to kick back and then jojo just came back one day and said uh, there's this brilliant empty shop premises do you fancy running a deli so i thought that i would temporarily help jojo out with her dream mm. and then five years later i'm pretty much stood right behind the, the cheese show. counter the whole time mm. and jojo is uh, is cooking up a storm so yeah. jojo is the feast she's mrs yeah. feasts and uh, and she cooks amazingly um, and we really need to get her a kitchen again. And I'm the storyteller, as you can tell, I'm blurbling on. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the feast bit came out of going back to when I was in the civil service, when I was decided to leave. Um, after we came back from Cyprus um, in 2012, I was kind of doing my final six months in the civil service in Bristol. And as part of leaving, I was given some time to go off and do some resettlement training effectively. And I thought, gosh, what am I going to do with my month? And I thought, oh, so I booked a course at Ashburton Cookery School down in Devon. And I did a, a month's intermediate cookery level um, course. And it was incredible. It was a complete whole month immersed in in a kitchen and I it was amazing um and a real I mean I've loved food all my life you know that's the thing but this really got me the thing of this bug for cooking and gosh you could do this for people and whatever so I guess then a few years later when the deli came along coincident with that the last two years of the deli we had a supper club at home um we ran it out of, the, out of our chapel and that was just an incredible for me to be just 10 people and I kind of did the whole menu from start to finish it was like a tasty menu but it was a set tasty menu and after testing for people if they had any allergies or or, you know issues um then I set the menu and we just had such fun so that's for me that's where the whole feasting part came out of that so yeah amazing amazing and but then there's another chapter isn't there which is where you are now where you fortuitously again sold the deli business in January 2020 yeah, so we so we decided in the middle of 2019 mm. that we wanted to create some space for ourselves. We saw, as you say, we'd rolled from this busy corporate life into this incredibly busy, <laughs> self-starting, small local business that just grew and grew and grew. And we realised we just had no time. We had no time for ourselves. We had no time for family and friends we had no time to put other ideas into into practice and we're Mm. full of ideas (laughs) and so we told everyone that we were going to close in the January and as you say providential because Mm. all of a sudden news was starting to emerge of impending pandemic and so we probably got off the high street at at a good time but what it did do was compromise the other element of us pulling a rug out from under ourselves which was our house sale so we had decided well look how are we going to live a little more lightly we only have this amount of money coming in from a from an air force pension let's downsize everything to fit that so take out the big elements take out the mortgage take out all the costs of running a a house that was way too big for us (laughs) and then you free ourselves up from the uh 
from from the things which were were stopping us having the mm. the ability to put new ideas into practice so so because you've got to live somewhere and so so that's how we got into what is loosely called van life and you know that that's always a weird reflection of of people in their 20s you know <laughs> um you know showing their abs and uh, and having beautiful lake views uh, and so we're not the epitome of that but we are definitely the epitome of people who have created a little bit of freedom by drawing everything down to mm. to the size of the the place that we are now we're sat in a van mm. we're still wired up we're still connected to people we've got everything we need here probably too much still Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's 40 books in a library here so uh, but creating the space to to think clearly to to kind of explore you know and, and exploring the world is a metaphor for exploring ourselves I suppose um, and and we've learned quite a lot through that and it's and it's given us a new direction for the way we want to be I'm fascinated because you're right. You refer to the imagery of van life on Instagram, which, you know, we've joked about that earlier, didn't we? Yeah, those youngsters diving into that crystal clear plunge pool. In fact, Jojo, when Bear and I were chatting yesterday, you were you were in the sea having a swim. Um, I was. Sorry. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> that was your plunge tide. pool. Tide wasn't waiting for anybody. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, oh, sorry, Matt's calling. Yeah, I've got no, it's But it's just, it's interesting that you're doing this at, the, that, at this chapter of your lives where for many people, they've built all this, this stuff around them, these securities. We believe them to be securities. And how do you break away from that? I mean, if someone's listening to this thinking, you know, they're, they're looking at the kind of next chapter of their life, which might be that retirement word, you know, they've got an opportunity to take a break from conventional life as we know it in the Western world. What would you say to those that, that are in that place and thinking, I would love to just declutter my life, scale down, get a van, a Vauxhall Mavano like yours, and just be free? How do people do that? Well, literally, you've just got to do it. I mean, it, 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 I, I know it's... Um... It sounds idyllic. It, it was it was quite a big push, and I'm remembering back to kind of February 2020 mm. when we downsized. You know, and and there's quite a big of big part of emotionally untying from those things. You know, but we are we're, we're in a society that that seems to put value on stuff, but stuff weighs heavily mm. on you. What what we've done is we've thought really carefully about where our memories lie. You know, so we've got memory boxes in store. Of course, we have. We've got um, we've got bits of furniture that you know, we sort of anticipated that at some point we would have a have a future base camp, and so we've kept the bits that mean something to us. Generally speaking, it's art. It's handmade bits of furniture. It's it's stuff which which have got a value beyond uh, the financial. You know, they mean something to us. They're in our hearts. But you can pay for storage, and so we put it in storage. Mm. And every time we go there, we sort of look at it and go, God, we've got a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> we must have had a hell of a lot Lots of stuff of uh, before. Uh, and so we just took that out of our eye line. We created a pot of money uh, because we had some equity in the house. We're, we're very lucky. That's the situation we've created by working hard over a, a good many years. And we had a pension. So, we, so, so all we've done is we've tuned our life around something smaller and mm. we've set our sights our ambitions on on giving ourselves time time takes up no space time time is is a modest thing it doesn't cost anything 
but we're only going to get a certain amount of it. And so what we've done is we've put a far higher value on time and then we've made a judgment against all those other elements of the conventional life you talked about, Matt, and we've down-selected the bits that, that were stopping us having the capacity. By doing that, we've created a, a freedom to make different choices. They're the choices that suited us. They may not be the choices that suit everybody, but, you know, if we, we've looked at buying a van, we've bought ourselves an asset. It's mm. a home, but we were able to afford to buy it, camping, parking wild a combination of things living more lightly mm. it doesn't cost as much and so no. so all the, the the barriers that people put in the way they fall they fall down as mm. you as you go through the process of of consideration but uh, it, it kind of suits us doesn't mm. it when we first were kind of using the idea of doing this and everybody would look at us because it was in the daily still we're still um telling people we're gonna get rid of the deli and sell our house so people go, oh my gosh it's so brave and brave was the word that just stuck in fact a lady yesterday in a shop was saying to her and she said an older lady but she said god you're so brave and i'm going it's that word again you know i'm not sure it's brave it's just just do it honestly i'm just stealing somebody else's phrase i know but you know just kind of you just got to do it and and quite literally the phrase pulling the rug out from under yourself is it is it and and yeah. and while it's cathartic declutter and get rid of stuff that's actually really hard as well but you do you get through it and then there's a kind of a oh wow I can breathe and you really we learned you really need very little we really need very little um and we're very much into the kind of the circular economy as well and sort of reusing repurposing um mending things don't don't buy new uh it, it just opens up a different from what we're used to a different yeah. kind of way of being and it's really light and it's it's a much and we want to even embrace more of that as we go in, you know, into the near future now when we go there's another part coming. So, um, yeah, we want to have a much lighter footprint. There's a story. There's another story unfurling as well, uh, I think, now. So, what, are you going to share it? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a big story. Yeah. But um, all being well, in the last 18 months, we've been in a van, effectively, or house-sitting, or doing various things without our, our own home base. And I need a kitchen. I miss my kitchen yeah. <laughs> and all my gorgeous things in my kitchen so um we decided uh, you know kind of a long story short that we're going to put a base put roots down get a little base somewhere and we, I mentioned we have a little pot of money it's not very big it won't go very far in this country unfortunately so we're going to move across the waters to France we're in the process mm. of buying effectively a new, nearly just shy two acre farm what was in France in the middle summer middle west and um yeah so we're kind of hopefully we'll mm. have it before the early autumn yeah and it, it and it's an illustration that the things don't stand still and the decisions that people might make as we were discussing Matt you know the, you know those so-called brave decisions they're not immutable they, mm. they they you know things can evolve and and all we ever set out to do was to give ourselves capacity to think hard about how we wanted to live you know the being in the van has created that sense of freedom that that sense of um, experiencing other things other countries meeting other people talking to people deciding how we were going to use our time, mm. uh, deciding how we were maybe able to use that time to give something to other people as well as ourselves. Of course, we, you know, we want to live the very best life we can. But as we've gone along, there's been a chance to kind of think about how we help other people live their best life. And so um, the farm, we're going to probably call it Encouragement Farm, is going to be a, a really strong... Um, feature of of that chance that we've given ourselves and those, those opportunities which might emerge for other people 
Um, so we'll live, we'll, we'll apply all the lessons. We'll live with less. We'll live more seasonally. We'll grow more of our own stuff. We've got a water source. Um, we've got fruit trees. We've got to have a kitchen garden. We'll be able to put a long table out into the courtyard and we'll be able to feed people. So if people are passing by, uh, we'll have solar power and, and a plug-in point for vans that are passing. We'll have bell tents in the orchard for people who are cycling past. I shall <laughs> have a little cycling hut. Uh, Jojo <laughs> shall have a kitchen. But, yeah. you know, but, it, but it'll all be very light touch. And all of it is within the bounds of what we actually have. We're not going to borrow, you know, this. So so some of those conventional bits that we've we've fallen into the trap of having before, we're not falling into that trap. So we've bought what we've been able to buy from money that we've saved. So, again, it, it removes a burden. It, it's it, in, a, in a sense, it'll be like having a permanent base where we live as if we're we're in a van. You know, we'll have. Mm-hmm far less stuff and we'll have we'll be able to project ourselves out because we're unburdened so we we continue in the van as well yeah i, th- I don't think travis is going anywhere travis the van and we're like driftwood and so travis <laughs> <laughs> is the yes. name of the van yeah we we think so because mm. this you know france is a big place to explore we'd rather fell for the north of spain and the Picos <coughs> uh, to europe and so so there are more places to go and and who's to say, well, you know, we might rent the house out for a couple of months and, and go scooting off. The farm will suit itself to people coming in and doing a writer's retreat or, you know, they might want to dig some vegetables and just just you know, cook their own food. Um, so uh, and I think we've still got the wanderlust. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. Well, you are still I love that you're still on your adventure. And as you said, living your best life. I mean, you it's inspirational. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you both. So how do we follow you? How do we follow your adventures and how do people you know, follow you or your journey as you unpack this next chapter for you both? So we're uh, we are sprawled all over social media. We don't <laughs> you know, we don't make anything of it. It's not a, it's not a business practice. It's um, when we didn't have a base camp, we created one, which was a website. So feastsandfables.co.uk. And then there are links out to, uh, to social media from there. What's been really interesting, as we've we developed a thing called the Encouragement Manifesto, and it was just a set of values that when we looked back on the daily life, it turned out those were the values we lived by. And that manifesto has become a means by which we've kind of encouraged other people to live their best life. You know, they're, they're not, there's no surprise to the sort of things that uh, that are included. It's about positivity, optimism. Um, it's about uh, celebrating other people's stuff. So all of that is captured within the uh, within the website. And a lot of people, when we've asked them to, have written pieces about those values. And so now there's a really interesting and quite inspiring collection of, uh, of words on there from other people who've, who've just realised that those values are, are what counts, you know, yeah. and it's 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 time. <clears throat> it's the it's the amount of giving you can do rather than the amount of taking. And so um, if, if people are at all minded to there are some amazing words from some amazing people, voices that you wouldn't normally hear. And we've just been able to give them a little platform to. Uh, and so anyone who drifts into our social media will see us celebrating a whole bunch of other people and talking very little about us. So this is quite, uh, quite <laughs> unusual and, uh, and a little uncomfortable for us to uh, for us to be front and centre. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. I mean, you're, you are, I've said it already, I'll say it again, you're an inspiration. I, I talk to so many people who 
have have these conventional lives as we referred to it you know in, in the western world but it's just full of clutter and my own is the same you know it's just how we live isn't it and the idea of just opting out of that and taking that plunge it would appear to be a brave move as those ladies in the post office said to you yesterday it it just would seem brave and you are brave i mean it's you know going out and doing anything new or unconventional is takes bravery and i take my hat off to you both and uh, i wish you every success with this next chapter in france it sounds amazing so there might be a studio where you can record a future podcast so uh, <laughs> you're very welcome to come out Matt. I, I only ask because i'm putting it in my diary i'm coming i want to sit around that long table <laughs> if jojo's got the kitchen i'm there well feastandfables.co.uk if that's where you can find out more then do go and check barry and jojo out you're in south wales at the moment aren't you for a for a for an event is that right yes we're going to do the love trails running festival from thursday (laughs) and i'm laughing hysterically because we don't really run and it's full of runners i don't quite know what we're doing but there's other, there's other things there's music and other stuff and yeah it'll be good it's, it's a just, new adventure we're trying pretend. it try yeah. yeah more bravery <laughs> <laughs> wow what a story and what a journey they're on as well the next chapter is going to be very exciting barry was very kind enough to drop me an email last night after we recorded that uh, and uh, has given us the address of where Encouragement Farm is with an open invitation. So we will definitely be visiting in our camper van. Uh, and I cannot wait for sitting around that table into the courtyard, enjoying Jojo's cooking uh, and Barry's storytelling. Go and follow them on Instagram. If you're ever near the area, I'm sure they would love to welcome you with open arms. Thank you both again, Barry and Jojo, for for sharing your story. I know that was very much out of your comfort zone, uh, but it was absolutely wonderful to hear. Feasts and Fables, that's what they're called. It's the Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you this week with thatleisureshop.com. I'm Keith Gooden. I ask the stupid questions. Matt Sims is Motorhome Matt and he gives the absolutely 100% accurate, fabulous answers. Cool, we hope so. (laughs) Now, we've been asking you over the past weeks to get in touch with us and if you've been sending us questions, uh, audio questions, and also uh, on email. But we want to go a step further this week, don't we, Matt? We do. We'd love to hear from you if you've got a, an interesting story that you think others might enjoy listening and sharing in. Uh, so if you have, do get in touch with us. You can go to motomatco.uk forward slash ask Matt and you can just give us a little tempter of your story. You can record it as on the microphone on your phone and send it to us uh, or just send us a message on the form that's on that page. Yeah, your triumphs, your disasters, and maybe just somewhere that you want to recommend or you've been a lot or maybe has uh, some sort of fabulous family memory uh, connected with it. Anything. Funny stories as well. They always make us laugh. Yeah, we want to hear from you. How do people do that then? So go to motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmat. You just repeat that for the hard of hearing and the people who can't write so fast? Head to motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmat. 
So we hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week with me, as I say, Keith Gooden and with Matt Sims. We'll see you for another Motorhome Matt podcast very soon. But in the meantime, you can engage with us in many ways. You can. You can find us on Instagram at motorhomemat.co.uk. Go and give us a like. And on YouTube. So head to Motorhome Matt on YouTube. Make sure you click subscribe and tick the bell. And then the gods of YouTube can tell you when we have a new episode out. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Thank you.